the intro has started right now. See, so, I just, you catch me off guard every time you do that. All of a sudden, and we're in the intro. Yeah, we're, we're in the intro. You were about to say something about Donnie. Well, I was going to say that I really liked how he talked about people will remember how you made them feel. Mm. Like at the end of the day, people don't remember what you said to them. People are going to remember how you made them feel. Like when you look back at your relationships, that's what you remember about them. And so I really love that he said that because in my own life, I strive to make people feel good. And I want to be remembered as somebody who made people feel good. And so I love that that's a priority of his is just not only in his personal training clients that he trains, but also just in his relationships in general, he wants to make people feel good. So mm-hmm. that makes me think about something I started thinking about a couple of years ago, which was a result of having my, my first child, which was people really are only going to remember, you know, how you helped them or how you hurt them. You might get some people that are like, oh, I don't really know them, but typically it's going to be one or the other, you know? Yeah. So Donnie, thanks for the reminder. Um, <laughs> so, but guys, if you, if you, if you're taking the time to listen to this episode with Donnie McIntyre, who I joked with him that he's, it sounds like, because he goes by Donnie, I, I told him that he sounds like a country music singer or Reba McIntyre's son or something. Well, uh, it's funny you bring that up because there's a newish song by Rascal Flatts and it's called How They Remember You. And it's literally, the whole song is literally about this. Okay. So we're jumping around, but it's all cohesive. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That being said, guys, I... Donnie had an incredible story and he's an incredible example for all of us of someone who's willing to bet on themselves without having to fully know the odds or know the cards or the dealer or whatever analogy that uh, alludes to someone overthinking it and therefore not taking a leap on a dream or an idea or something they want to do. As you enjoy this episode, just know in the words of our good friend, Donnie McIntyre, you can do it. Absolutely. One other thing real quick before we let you listen uh, <laughs> that I really like that he said is that people are so afraid to fail that they don't start. Yeah. People are so afraid to fail that they just don't start and you just have to take the leap and do it. And that's what he's done his whole life and it's worked out for him. So <laughs> mm. We'll let you listen now. Thanks for joining. (laughs) Thank you for being here with us. (laughs) Enjoy the episode. Enjoy hearing from Donnie and we will catch you soon. Thank you. Love you guys. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Make a Difference podcast. We are so excited to have Donnie with us. Donnie, um, I've already called him a serial entrepreneur. He's not exactly sure that that's what he is, but I think that's what he is, probably among many other things. But we are very excited to talk to him today about life, about the things that he's doing, his, his products that he's invented and where he goes from here. So welcome, Donnie. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Like, so excited to be here. I didn't know if I should be on here or not, but I just definitely wanted to take the opportunity and and jump in if I could. So like for me to be here, I'm going to try and explain my whole story and uh, we'll see if it makes sense and uh, ask questions along the way, you know? Awesome. My name is Donald McIntyre. I go by Donnie. Uh, we kind of figured that one out. I'm the youngest of seven. So there's four, there's four kids that are from a different mother. 
This is like America at its best, right? My mom, <laughs> my mom and dad had three, and then we have four half siblings, and they're way older. If if I introduce them, I'm always like, "This is my uncle," because I have nieces <laughs> and nephews that are older than me, right? And to like dive in deep and be like, "Well, how does that work?" I just said, "These are my cousins. That's my uncle." But really, my nephews and nieces are older than me, and my uncles are. My dad's 81, so I'm very. My dad was popping kids out when he was 17, had them. And then he had me way, way later on in his forties. And that's, I mean, that's how that goes. My mom and dad are still together today. I love them to death. They gave me as much as I could. We didn't come up from money or anything like that. I feel like my dad worked seven days a week and my mom, all she did was drive us from like hockey practice to piano to whatever was keeping us busy at the time. So like we grew up pretty busy and, um, yeah, my dad like worked his butt off so we could do everything we possibly could. Not that we did it financially well. Like <laughs> I remember getting made fun of in hockey because I didn't have a jersey and my mom was giving me her shirt. So I'm like wearing a, a t-shirt on the ice rink. So like I definitely, I think I get my drive to push myself for my parents and be a parent that like can give to their kids as well one day. My mom is like the best in the world, you know? So you just want to make her happy. She's like one of those parents, like if you get in trouble, you don't feel like you're in trouble. You just feel like you disappointed somebody. So it's like, oh man, I knew I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) So like my parents are everything to me. Yeah. I think, I think what happened was I grew up, went to high school, went to college for three credits, realized, man, I don't know what I want to do, but my friends over here are making tons of money at this one job. I think I'm going to go there and work. So like I was paying for college on my own at the time to pay like 400 bucks for the class. I was like, what am I paying for this English class for? I don't even like it. So like I stopped going to college or whatever you want to call it. It was a community college. And uh, I just went to work. And what happens was I was working in this warehouse, that same place. I was there for like six years. I quit one time to be like a break dancer. I thought that would be like a good career. <laughs> and then I had to go back. That's amazing. I had to go back. But they took you back. Yeah. But you know how hard that is to go back to a job where like, I'm out of here. See ya. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm going to go get famous. (laughs) He's laughing. He's laughing. That takes a lot. Let me tell you something, Nani. It takes a lot to get this guy to laugh. So congratulations to you. (laughs) I think the hardest part was going back to work and like dealing with all those people that I was like, thought I was too cool for. You know what I mean? Like, I'm out of here. Like onto a better life when I come back. So like in that meantime, I, I get up to like six or seven years of seniority and I'm working there and I'm tapped out. And like, all I want to do is work days because all I'm doing is working night shift, night shift, night shift. And to me, it was like, well, why can't I work days? Like, so there was this one year, the last year I worked there, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to work so hard. They have to like do whatever I say. And the whole company is ran on this, this thing where it's like, no, we don't care how hard you work. It's seniority. You have to have seniority to get where you want to go. So this whole last year, I like, I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to do this. And they didn't give it to me. So I like went to the boss. I was like, I need to be on days. Like, look at my numbers. I'm doing the work for two people. Let me go on days. And he's straight up. He's like, that'll never happen. Like straight up. You have no chance. That'll never happen. You have to wait till there's an opening. You don't have enough seniority. And right then and there, I was like, I need to find something else. Like that's when it clicked where I was like, 
it doesn't matter how hard I work here. Like, what, what does this company mean then? I was like, well, what do I like to do? And every day I would always go to the gym and that was the best part of my day. So like, I want to be a trainer. So like I signed up and I did the training and I learned how to do that. I wanted to work for this company called Lifetime Fitness. I'm sure people have heard of it. Never heard of it. Never really? heard of it? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> You're messing Here with me up. <laughs> with Man. such a straight face. Yeah, you got me. So like I went and I applied and I did all the interviews and they're like, ah, we don't think you're a good fit here. I was like, oh man, I got to go back to the warehouse. So like, I didn't quit this time. I wasn't like, hey, I'm out of here. I'm a personal trainer. (laughs) It's like, let me do some interviews and see if I can get the job. And it wasn't until like two years later that like I built up the courage to go back again. And they hired me. Like all I wanted to do was be a personal trainer at this gym. I got this other training job in the meantime for like practice at this local club. And I went from there. But what what I was doing when I figured this out, like I I was able to quit my other job and I went to to Lifetime. And that's kind of where we'll get into like, how did I become an entrepreneur? How did I get investors for money? I started doing what I love, which was training. I got to be with people all day, every day. And believe it or not, like every single person I, I ran into, they had a crazy story. Like their story was... Not like, hey, I'm a lawyer. Like it was all given to me. Like it was everybody had their own crazy, crazy story. I'm like, man, their background was way worse than mine. Like, look at them. Like, how did they do this? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I started thinking, like, man, anybody can can be really successful if they wanted to. And while I was training, one of these trainers invented this bar that you can, it's like a normal bar, but it's got balls inside. So when you turn it, the balls drop. So it was called a core bar. And what they did, he I watched him go from a PVC pipe to some famous guy, like taking the bar and doing a commercial with it. So I was like, oh my God, like if he can do it, why can't I? Like we're in the same place. We're with the same people all day, every day. So from there, I was like, I got to come up with a fitness product. I got to come up. And at the time I was dating this girl and this girl was a, a really sweet girl, <laughs> but she was a mess. So like every time I got my car, she would leave like surprises in my car and they weren't good surprises. It'd be like (laughs) a can that was empty or like half eaten candy bars and they'd be under my seat. And like, she would just leave litter all over my car, like all over under the seats. And she didn't want me to like know she left it until I could smell it. Like she didn't want to be known as lazy for not just picking it up. After a while, I was like, there's gotta be something so easy that even this girl can use it. So I was like, all right, let's see what we got. I actually went online and I searched like bag maker. I had this idea. I was like, maybe we could make something. So I bought this huge like industrial bag maker that I had no idea how to use. And after I had it for one day, I was like, I got to return this and get my money back. Cause this, <laughs> this is too expensive for me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I returned it. But what I did figure out was that I needed a bag that was like this size. Like it was just a couple inches tall. And what I found is like, if I can have a garbage bag that never ends, then it'll be able to take all of her litter. So my idea was 10 bags that hang on a string that wrap around the headrest. So let's say you're drinking coffee. When it's done, you literally just drop it in this bag. And when the bag is full D, listen to this, with one finger, you rip it off and there's nine more behind it. (laughs) So like, 
boom, that was it, right? And if somebody wanted to sit in the front seat, you just turn it to the back. So now it's in the back. So getting back to being a personal trainer, like I did this. By the time I had the bags, I was on to a different girl, but I still kept going. It doesn't doesn't happen overnight, right? I found like the perfect size bag. I researched and I got some bags in. I started making these for like myself because I was always using it for like straw wrappers and like for some reason, I find flossing for me works in the car. I don't know why, but that's when I floss. It's probably a bad habit. People probably look at me like, what is this guy doing? That's disgusting. I'm like, huh? I'm just driving. But like I threw it away. And like, it wasn't until later on that like I was still at Lifetime, but I was at a different Lifetime. And now like I had clients that weren't always revolving. When, you, when you're a personal trainer, your typical client lasts three months. I was at this new gym where my clients were with me for years and years. Like it was, it was a weird thing where like, they just didn't leave. I don't know why, (laughs) but they kept staying with me. So I think that was good. But one of them, Carlo, I'm going to tell, I'm going to say his name. Carlo knows. Can we do a (laughs) shout out at Carlo knows? He'd be happy about that. (laughs) Carlo looked at me one day after we were training and he's like, Don, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, man, I'm the best job ever. I love training. I want to train. He's like, no, for real, Don, like, what do you want to do? I was like, really? He's like, yeah, man. Do you see yourself doing this in 20 years? I'm like, I don't know. I think I'll be fit in 20 years. I hope so. He's like, come on, man. You got to have something. He was like digging hard. Like he was prying me. I was like, you know what, Carlo? I have this idea. Like I do have an idea. He's like, what is it? Now, Carlo, he's got four kids. So like imagine four of my exes in the back just just garbage everywhere. And I told him about the idea. I was like, that's genius. Like my car is a mess. Do you have one? I was like, yeah, I got like four left. Cause I remember one weekend I built like 200 of them. It took 20 hours to make 200. I was like, yeah, I got one in my car. He's like, I want it. I want it right now. And he took it. So we went out to my car. I gave it to him and he took it and he hung it. And he came back the next day. He's like, I need more. I want more. So I was like, really? Like what? Like, he's like, we're going to make a company. I was like, what? And like, he's never done this before. He's, they have like businesses. Do you know what I mean? One of them was actually a gas station. So what we did was I, Carlo wasn't helping me make them. I was the maker. Carlo, like he opened the doors. So what happened was that, that night I started buying stuff so I can make more over the weekend. And the plan was to try them out at his gas station. So what we do is we just put these, these bags on the, on the counter of his gas station to see if he would sell. Well, lo and behold, they started selling like crazy. This is, this is where it's like, I don't know if it's luck or meant to be or a blessing, but the now CEO of what's called Tossets, they're called Tossets because you hang it, fill it, seal it, toss it. So like now our CEO walked into that gas station, Carlos, and he saw the product. And he said, what is this? Where's this from? Whose is it? And Carlo, of course, he's like, it's my product. We, we got it made. He's like, no, I want to be part of this. What is this? So Ben, what he does, he takes products to market. Like he does all kinds of crazy stuff. He's like, I've never seen this. And Ben has two twins. So right away, like we find out our, our niche is like parents because kids just, they trash your car. They don't care. They don't They're care. They're very messy. 
They're very yeah. cute, but they're very messy. Oh my God, they are. They're very messy. Look at the craziest pictures. Like you saved my car. My son was doing this. We filled it up with pee. It's like, there's so many crazy things that happen with Toss It. But Ben was a godsend. So Ben wanted to be part of this company. He wanted to take it somewhere. He said, all right, Ben, let's go. So he said, like, if I can do this, 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 I will get this percentage of a company. So like along the way, like with Carlo, we, we started this company, we created an LLC. We, we, I'm learning things like an operating agreement. And I'm learning how like investments work. Right? As a personal trainer, I had, I had no idea, like, how do you start a company? But the cool thing like now, like nowadays is you, you can Google that and you'll get like 10 steps. And it's like, wow, you just have to follow those steps. So like Ben takes over and along the way, like, I just want to learn, right? I want Ben, I want to know how we're doing this. How does this work? I just, I wanted to know like how companies are made. And at the time I was working full-time personal training. So like Ben's doing all this work and I'm not learning like I want to, which kind of makes me like, man, like, why am I not learning? And it almost gave me resentment, but at the same time, the company was growing so well and so smooth. Like I couldn't be mad at him. You know what I mean? Like he's out there working, busting his balls and getting orders and PO numbers and all kinds of stuff. And at the time I had another idea, right? So during this time of me, like not learning, but working the same time, I think it's, I think it'd be like excuses, right? He's doing so good. Why do I have to help him? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the same time, I have this next idea while I'm training clients. I'm training and training and training, and my clients keep wanting to do these same exercises over. So, like, if you take a row machine that you see, like at CrossFit, right? They have this seat that moves on a track, it just moves forward and backwards. It's really smooth. Well, what I did with my clients was I started to doing doing like ab workouts on there. I would put a box next to it and let them slide back and forth because it was so smooth. Well, then one of the girls was like, well, I want to do inner thighs. Can we do a, one of those Pilates moves where you stand on it? And now she's standing on the seat and the box and she's just almost doing like the splits back and forth. Now it's like dangerous because it's only a couple <laughs> feet off the floor, but like, the smallest falls are the worst, right? So like she loves the exercise and everybody sees it and they're like, they've never seen it before. And now, now my other clients are like, I bet I can do that. And my other clients, oh, I want to try it. So now it's this like big snowball of like, everybody wants to do these smooth exercises and you don't have to be on reformer and Pilates to do it. Well, what I found was like, these gyms get packed, right? And you can't always use the equipment. You can write down your workouts all the time, but your people will come in and be like, oh, my shoulder hurts or whatever. So you have to always change with the workouts. They just loved it. So like the biggest problem was you had to take this huge rower and this huge box wherever you wanted to work out away from people in this gym. And like, I was kind of developing this fix the problem kind of brain at the time. I was like, well, what if we can make this portable? Like, what if, what if I could take this to the corner and not have to bring the whole, the whole big rower machine? It wasn't till like a year later when I got all this money from my clients for Christmas. It wasn't a lot of money. It was like a thousand bucks, right? But to me at the time, it was a lot of money. It's like a lot of money. So I, I was like, you know, I'm going to do something with this money, but 
because my clients gave it to me, I'm going to do it to like, see if we can make something. I was like, I'm going to go to Home Depot and I'm going to spend all this money and see if I can build something. And at the time, like I have these videos, I wanted to record like the process. So I recorded like me building this thing. And like, my idea was like, I'm going to make turf skates. Cause the, the newest thing was like gyms were rolling out turf all over the place. Like all these gyms are having turf and there's not much equipment you can do on the turf. And apparently turf skates was taken or something like that. But you learn along the way, like my, my brain was thinking like, I need a dot com. I need a cool name. Like you start thinking of like, if I'm going to do this, what are the steps? So I don't have to like backtrack or whatever. Cause my original name, everybody loves this name for the tossets was garbage bag. It just makes sense. right? <laughs> but I hate saying that because everyone loves the name and we've done tossets for so many years now. Like it's just tossets, but it's when we looked into it, we tried getting, there were 23 other applications starting in 1987 to get garbage bags, the name as a trademark. Mm. So like the odds of us getting it were we are after 23 other people or something like that. So now when I'm thinking of making something now, it's like, okay, before you get excited about any names, let's do some Google searches, see if you can get some dot coms or trademarks. And like, I think the whole idea was learning the system of, of Google because everything is out there. Like as simple as like, how do you start the company? Like I said in the beginning, like, what do you need? And I think the biggest thing was the starting point and that Christmas money was the new starting point for me to go to Home Depot and actually say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try something different this time. And I took that thousand bucks there. I met this guy. He started helping me cutting this metal. Cause I had this idea. He's like, what are you building? I'm like, I got something great in my head. I'm a personal trainer. Like I'm going to build something great. He cut up all these parts for me. He was so nice. I didn't have the tools to cut them up, but I had like a wrench and stuff like that to put it together. So I got home and I put it together and like, it was ranking, like it was ratchet. It was like, it was ugly, ah, but it worked. The thing <laughs> was it worked. Cause if you look at all the ab dollies that are out there, or all the equipment that's out there, they have this broken shopping cart on the bottom. Like for every movement you do it, it does this hesitation till it goes in the direction you want it to go in. Mm -hmm. And all I did was the same idea was, fix the problem. And the problem was there was a hesitation when there's a hesitation, like those ab things, just that little jolt, you'll never see a personal trainer say, stand on this because they don't trust it. They don't know which way it's going to go. Right. So just by having something that, you know, or can trust by just knowing the direction it's going to go in changed everything. So that's when I was like, wow, I think I have something. Right. So I had this janky thing and the next day I take it to work with me and I know this client. I'm like, I'm going to show this guy my product. We're going to make millions. We're going to be rich. And he's like, let's do this. <laughs> and it turns out a year later, like everything happens for a reason. A year later and I'm with him and we're all doing this stuff. He bails. He's not, he's not an investor in products. In fact, he had his own story of this one time he tried to start something. Um, he ended up with a ton of products and he was in real estate. I went on to a few other investors and the biggest thing that I've learned was like, you, I expected so much. Like I thought everybody was going to be a perfect fit, 
right? Like they have money, they have these contacts, but at the end of the day, like I thought it was a waste of time because it was a year and a half of me, like not getting this product out when finally the biggest problem was I wasn't pitching it. Right. I never had like a deck or like a proper business plan. It was just like, let's make this when like at the end of the day, it's like, you literally just need to know how much it's going to cost to make, who's going to make it. And like, it's just like Shark Tank. Like they ask you the simplest questions and you can see them get mad when they say, you don't know how much it's going to cost or you don't know the profit. And like all these business meetings or pitches I was going to, like, I was just like, no, it's going to work. I didn't know those numbers. I was just showing them like, look, we have gold. But they didn't, you know, to me, to me, it was gold. It makes sense until I wrote the numbers out and pitched it that way was when it really made sense. Right. And when somebody was actually like, okay, we're going to write a check. Let's do this. You're in control. We trust you because the numbers work. You're doing all this along that whole journey of pitching and everything. I started with this camera or my phone and I needed to, to learn how to like show people that might not see it. So I'm pitching to people I know, but then I needed to be able to describe my product or show how cool it is through video. But I never, I never knew how to edit or make videos or anything like that. I learned how to like start making videos, which was crazy because I started making videos on this phone and there's, they only give you these apps to make videos, right? Which is cool. And it takes you only so far but something like to me was like, I need to be different. I need to catch people's eye. And it turned out I play hockey with this guy that edits film for commercials. So I asked him to come over and teach me on a real computer. And like, we started making like once a week visits and he would teach me and I would try and make the coolest videos ever. And if, if I look back at my first videos on the Instagram to now the reels, on the Instagram. It's, it's such a crazy journey, just learning how to edit the films and, and just go from like, Hey, I'm holding an iPhone to now, like now it's fun for me to have this huge monitor and edit stuff and be really creative. Cause what at the end of the day is helping is I'm doing this on my own. So I need to be able to reach out to influencers because my goal for this was to sell like directly over the internet. I want somebody to just see the product over the internet and say, that's cool. I want it. But like, it's so hard to grow an Instagram. If anyone knows, like, I don't know if you guys know, I'm sure you do, but like people just don't follow for no reason. So like what I was trying to do was like get influencers attention by seeing this video and being like, wow, what is that? And what I've learned is like, I've become the biggest nag. Like I nag people like heart, 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 heart. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> Cause I'm trying, I'm trying to get seen by these big names. Right. And these big names, unless you're throwing them a paycheck or, you know, somebody that knows them, they don't answer their DMS or they're not on some agency looking to be hired. Cause there's websites that say, Hey, we'll give you whoever influencer you want. No, they have a bucket list of influencers that want work. The real influencers are overflowed with work and they don't need somebody giving them work. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So 
what I did was I just started like following and liking and trying to catch their attention. I even got this one girl to say, she was an influencer and she's like, stop tagging me, stop DM me. <laughs> I'm doing it from the business. Well, it turns out as of yesterday, so she, she has my product now. As of <laughs> yesterday, she asked uh, what our partnership programming is like. And if if I like to work with her. So now I'm learning like how to create programs for influencers. Like what is the rate? Now I'm having influencers reach out to me saying, Hey, guess who I train? And it could, a number of celebrities are asking for the board, but they're not coming through me. They're coming through their trainers. So it's, it's this momentum of building and building and like trying to learn things that I've never done before, which is making videos, annoying people through DMs. But like at the end of the day, all I was doing was just, yeah, I guess annoying people, but in a fun <laughs> way, when they, when they came to my thing, they saw like the videos were cool. So now my plan is to be, to learn how to market and just completely make people want to tag me. And what I'm learning now as I'm growing, as this Instagram is slowly growing, is I'm getting tagged. People are seeing who we are. And I recently got a text from the CEO of Dog Pound. Dog Pound is this LA gym. They're amazing. Uh, amazing. They train all the Victoria's Secret models. They train Justin Bieber. Anybody that's famous in New York or LA, they train. And like... I sent them two boards. Like I send people boards. Like I'm just like, hopefully they get it. We'll see what happens. You're gonna send me one of them boards, man. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's go. We're gonna be doing some planks and all kinds of stuff. Need it. But like, there are so many times where I just threw myself out there, not knowing what would happen. I think after so much time, just it starts to come together. Even with Tossits, at the end of March, we'll be in 2,000 retail stores. Our CEO is amazing. He's growing this like crazy. And now with Hero Board, we're supposed to launch next month. And like along this whole journey, launch. launch means we're just supposed to start selling. We don't, I have like two boards and they're both in my house. I have zero boards to sell. Mm-hmm. So like this whole process has been me with Hero Board learning from my mistakes and tosses. Like my mistakes and tossets were not being on top of stuff, not learning who the manufacturers are, not learning like how tariffs work or anything like that. And along the way, as just little personal trainer, like I wanted to find my own manufacturing company. I wanted to find my own investor. I wanted to do this my way where, where now I'm in control of like how the videos are made and all this stuff is being done. But like when it first started, it was just like Google searches. Like the manufacturing company in China is amazing, but like nobody knows how to do that. Like that's hard for me. It was a Google search again, but until you keep Googling and finding the right one, I think I was on Indiegogo or Kickstarter. And if you go to the bottom of the page, they'll list like five of their most resourceful manufacturers overseas. I think I called two of them up and I, one of them was super cool. The guys were from the UK. There's a bunch of young guys that live in China now that are trying to, to do what I'm doing. They're connecting people and they're making resources work. And they give you this interview. They're like, well, if you have a good product, if you think that if we think you can make enough of them, we're going to help source this. This is how it works. It's crazy to think like I have a team in China, but it was just from a scrolling down to the bottom of a page at 
Kickstarter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the hardest things for me to find is like, how do I trust somebody or how do we go from there? And since then they've made so many prototypes. They There's like seven or eight of them on a team. We just email all night and it's like, they start emails like 10 PM to like, <laughs> they keep me up, but like, it's, it's fun. And like, there's so much learning, but it's just as simple as like trying as far as like going that route. So That's you, my story. It's awesome. I think uh, you're a true testament to the saying, fake it till you make it, right? Like yeah. you didn't know how to do any of this. So you you, yeah. you tried and tried and tried and tried and look where you are now. So one successful product under you, it's doing well. You're in all these retail stores. Another one about to be produced. Are you still working as a personal trainer? Or are you way too busy for that? No, no, I still am. <laughs> that right now still pays the bills. Okay, okay. So Makes like, all right. <laughs> I'm not retired yet. Not even close. <laughs> That's cool. I still do train and I love it. Like I said, like my clients are, are amazing and they each have their own stories. I think the biggest thing was I get to like see how they failed. Like all the time I get all these stories of how they failed and they like, they come through. One of the, one of my favorite story was my client's husband went into work and they're like, sorry, everyone's laid off. The company's going out of business. He's like, this guy is making like $50,000 a year or 60 or something like that. And he's like, I don't know what else to do. He took all the files, all the files he had and started the same exact company that they did. And now today, one of the Quicken loans is his clients. Like he is huge now. So he went from, hey, you're out of a job till I'm going to start my own company. And it's going to be the same thing because I don't know how to do anything different. Mm-hmm. And like to hear all these stories over and over every day is like, ah, to me, a training is amazing because all the people I work with are amazing and it's, it's great. You know, I love training and I'll do that as long as I can until these, uh, these other two take off. It's good to love what you're doing. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. there's, there's nothing like loving, loving what you do for, for work. Um, all right. We have some questions for you. Oh. Fascinating story. Yeah. Love everything about it. Great. Thank you. It's been been fun. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. I just, I'm really just very impressed with the mentality of I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to fail and I'm going to fail and I'm going to fail, but I'm going to figure it out and it's going to be successful and, and just a true testament to never giving up. Right. Which is fantastic. So Darius, take it away. (laughs) Yeah. Before we jump, I'm curious based on hero board, one, you didn't say the name for the audience. You right. Tell it's them. Hero Board. Yeah. Hero Board. Yeah. There it is. HeroBoardFitness.com. So everyone go check out HeroBoardFitness.com for sure. And you can try to order, but there's only two Hero Boards. So good luck. Okay, yeah. Nobody's uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious to know, going from idea to prototype to multiple prototypes, how expensive was it? You know, you're still doing your personal training. It sounds like you have the business, although that one's successful. I'm assuming you, you're, not, you're not seeing massive amounts of right. kickback from it because you're still growing. So, And I'm asking because there's someone out there who has an idea, who yeah. has a problem that they want to solve. But a lot of people get hung up on the like lack of information. Oh, I don't have the money. I got to pay these bills. You know, how'd you handle that? I've always been on a budget. Like none of this, in fact, a lot of this, the, all the beginning, the first, all the money was, was put through me. But like when it started the first prototype, the very first prototype, 
I told you I took a thousand to Home Depot and I only spent a couple hundred bucks. And to me, it was worth way more than that. I think, I think even $200 was overspending because I was trying to spend the thousand dollars. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I went there with a motive to say, I'm going to, if I could spend all this, that means I'll make something good. And I could only spend 200. So even with the bags, both of these, the bags, what I figured out. So I, I made a mistake. I bought that big thing. That was way out of my price range. It was a couple hundred dollars. At that time I was a new trainer and I was not making any money. I was going negative every day. Okay. So that I had to return that as soon as I could. But what that made me find out was like the exact size. And a couple days later, I ordered a shirt and it came in a mailer bag. Little secret is the tossets are just mailer bags, but we find mailer bags that are 100% recycled plastic. They have our logo on it. And you wouldn't even know that they're mailer bags because they rip off. So the stuff you get in the mail is mailer bags. So that one, that literally cost me zero cents to make. Because what I did was I went on Alibaba. Once I found out, like once I had this, ah, this is the perfect size. This is it. Because the t-shirt, whatever came in the mail, I went on Alibaba and I searched mailer bags, 11 inches by nine and a half. China will send you everything free as long as it samples. You just have to pay for the shipping. So now I'm overloaded with all these free bags and like, man, I have tons of products. So I used all those samples to like for homegirl, for me, for all these people that actually proved that this worked. Mm-hmm. So the, the proof was there. Now it was like, okay, who do we show this to that actually can help make this happen, right? And if you make enough prototypes, you will be able to get it in front of somebody that needs to see it. Mm -hmm. And even if you can't make enough prototypes, you have Instagram, you have TikTok, you have all these platforms to like just push it out there, right? So if you're nervous that somebody's going to say, hey, your idea is stupid. Well, they don't even know you. You can just put it on TikTok. Nobody knows anyone on TikTok, right? And like, it's just so many little things that that get you started. So the prototype, it can be cheap. If you have two seconds, I'll grab the hero board prototype and you'll laugh. You'll get it. Right? Yeah, it's if like, you want to see it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this. <laughs> this, is, this is cardboard. This is electrical <laughs> tape. This is what he helped me cut with, right? (laughs) But the idea, I think when we come to like starting is the functionality, does it work? And the fact is these wheels aren't caster wheels, these work. So they go forward and backwards. And that's all I needed to be like, wow, this, this does change things. It is different. There is nothing like it. And that's, I think that's where it starts. And before you know it, you're... 10 prototypes in and you're ready to, to finally start the company, right? Or launch next month. The hardest part is starting. Do you yep. so like all of this? It doesn't matter what you have around you. You just have to start. If it's a drawing, it can't be just talk. It can't be talk. Cause I have so I have I have so many people ask me questions or or a lot of friends that that want to start something like we'll build it and then let's figure something out. But if you can't take the time to like try and do something, then it's all talk. So I think that's the hardest part. Love it, man. 
Question for you. What are you afraid of? What's your, what is your greatest fear? What keeps you up at night at times? <laughs> right now it's Jerry from China. He's the one that keeps <laughs> <laughs> He is freaking me out. But like in general, I don't know what scares me the most. I don't know. I've, I don't know. I, I do all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty good at getting over failures and all kinds of stuff. Like I think my big, okay. My biggest fear is I get injured. I'm, I love playing hockey and I get injured playing hockey all the time, but like, yeah, my biggest fear is, is my own health. So mm. I think that would be it. What is, uh, the best advice and the worst advice that you've ever received? Um, can they, can they both be the same? Like, yeah, totally. I always revert back to like exes or girlfriends. Like I had one, you know, you have a few drinks and some things come out, like some talk comes out that was holding back. (laughs) Right. So one of the biggest things that stuck out was like, you'll never be anything. You'll never make any money. Like that really stuck. I was like, is that me? Is that me? To me, it could be at the time it was taken like, man, I am a loser. Like what's going on? But it's that same thing that makes me like, woo! like it just, it skyrockets me because it's from that very first step to talking to like, look how far I've come. My biggest motivation is when people tell me I can't do something. So it's like, it's hand in hand. And I get that all the time in so many different facets. In the beginning, it's always, I'm mad at them. They didn't follow through with the contract, whether it's business or what. And at the end of it, it's like, no, this was all meant to be. This is all a learning process. You just have to see it that way. Just give us some time. But most of the time, like my motivation comes through when somebody says like, you need me or something like that, you know? Mm. How old are you? I am 34. 34. That's for 34 years, maybe 44 years. You have gotten over your conflict with Jerry. You're good. <laughs> grown, grown the business. Man, we are just throwing Jerry from China under the Jerry's bus. under the bus. But we don't know if Jerry's his real name, so he might he might not know his whole name. <laughs> Jerry might not be nowhere near a bus. He might be good. So fast forward, you know. How do you want to be remembered? I don't know, man. You don't have to have an answer to that. I'm just curious. I think the biggest thing in life for me is, is how you make people feel. And I think my clients as a personal trainer stick with me because I try and make them feel good because everybody's got problems. Everyone's got problems. And at the end of the day, if you can make them feel good, that's how you'll be remembered. And like, that's all I want, whether I'm helping just my clients or I'm selling a hero board and it motivated them to change their lifestyle, whatever that is. So like, I want to be remembered as making you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. When you started taking these leaps, what did you, what did you learn about yourself that um, maybe you doubted all along? I could do anything crazy. I can do anything, anything like there are so many things that you don't think you can do, whatever that is. I'm talking like put in a, I put in a, a, a switch and it lit on fire, but I figured out how to not make it light on fire. There's whole time. Like I was trying different stuff. Like since I had the bags, I've done so many crazy things that I normally wouldn't do. Whether that's swimming with sharks, hanging a, a chandelier or whatever. But like what I've learned is like, you can do anything. And it's, 
It's crazy. It's crazy. And like, I think you just have to believe in yourself and that's it. I love that. One more. I have one more question before I let Darius take us on home here. We don't have millions and millions of listeners yet, but let's say that this message was going to be broadcast out to millions and millions of people. What do you have to say to them? Oh my God. I think most people's biggest fear is like failing. I think if it's trying something and it doesn't work, they, they think it's failing. I think my, my biggest message is do it. Just try it out and see what happens. Cause after you do it, then you, you learn from it. And that's, that's all you can keep doing is keep learning. That's it. That that lets you do anything. Awesome. Well, Donnie, Donald McIntyre, <laughs> founder of Hero Board, uh, HeroBoardFitness.com, Tossits, Tossits.com, uh, dedicated, loyal, personal trainer, appreciator of his his parents and his family, youngest of serial seven, entrepreneur, and <laughs> and burgeoning okay. serial entrepreneur. Maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you might have to hit like five companies to be called cereal. <laughs> but you gotta make some real money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need some company with that with Mark Cuban or something to be a serial. Yeah, okay. But but nonetheless, you are someone who is taking the ideas and things that they are facing, uh, problems, relationships, and you are trying to get the most out of this time you have. So Donnie, thank you for being with us on the Make a Difference podcast. Guys, thank you for taking the time to connect with us and Donnie. Man, thank you for everything. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been an honor.